Convos with Mr. Coogan. Welcome to Convos. I'm Mr. Cooper. Man, it's been a wonderful, wonderful week. Been grinding. Really getting to it. Putting forth that best effort uh, to be a better person than I was previously. Um, so it's it's just great to be here and uh, great to sit here and talk, man, and get a lot off and, and get to the real uh, grind of it for me with my podcast, you know. Uh, convos this time around has a different meaning for me. Um, my reach has expanded, so I feel like the message um, of every show that I bring uh, needs to inspire, you know, and that's no different from today. Uh, later on in the show, I'll be talking with who is Nardo, a young entrepreneur in his own right, a hustler. A, a a poet, a producer, um, many things, um, but at the core of it, just a real man, and, and we're going to sit down and have a conversation and, and go into his life and, you know, we're going to share with the world how he persevered. Um, so I look forward to that conversation, but... Right now, I just want to touch on something that's uh, kind of near and dear to me, and um, it's centers around uh, fathers. Um, there's a lack of support in the world when it comes to fathers. I'm a father myself. Um, I take pride in, in doing that. I take pride in being that. I take pride in uh, being a, a, a just instrumental force of love and positivity and also uh, putting my children up on game. You know, I, I feel that, you know, you need to raise your children a certain way beyond what, you know, TV is and what's out here in this world, you know, you need to have a a clear understanding with your children. And that's big as a father, you know, as a parent in general, but I'm speaking on fathers. And uh, like I said before, there's a lack of um, love for the father especially in our community, you know? Yeah, true enough, there are people out there that can't really uh, or will never grow up and take responsibility for the, the steps and the, the moves as they, you know, as a man and, you know, we all misstep. But at the core of it, 
if you don't really do it for your children, if you have children, if you don't really do it for your children, you're really selling yourself short. That's your future. That's your legacy. And as a father, you have to protect that legacy by any means necessary. And that's by imparting and, and imparting not just the bullshit that we see, you know, the, the, the fears and, and all of that stuff. No, impart that wisdom. Because if we impart that wisdom as fathers to our children, it'll take them a long way in all areas. If you be 100 with your children, it'll take you a long way. So, I'm working together with my team to put together an initiative. I call it the Fathers Forever Initiative. And this is going to be centered to help fathers connect with their children. You'll be hearing more about it soon. But I figured I'd put it out there just to let the world know that I'm here to make a change. And that's to bring the father back at the head of the home. I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back with more this is Convos I'm Mr. Cooper welcome back welcome back to Convos you already know I'm Mr. Cooper and like I said earlier the type of guests that I'm talking to on my show a revolutionary uh, one of a kind from businessmen to businessmen and women to artists to entrepreneurs. Um, the expansion of where we're going with this show is amazing. Before I just call his name out, and yes, I said his name. <laughs> Before I call his name out to you, I want to let you know about this young man. Um, I'm not going to go deep into how I know him and how deep I'm pulling for him uh, within this industry. All I'm gonna tell you is he's a one of a kind artist. He's a one of a kind man from right here in the city, uh, West Palm Beach. Uh, he's a producer, he's a writer. He is someone who I feel is the best lyricist to come out of Palm Beach County. Now, those may or may not agree. That's your opinion. But this is my opinion. And this is my show. So you're going to listen to what the fuck I got to say. Right now, sitting across from me, none other than who is Nardo. What's good, brother? What it do, what it do, what it do. Man, man, man. This has been a long time coming for this. Yeah, man. You know, been ripping around. Finally got a chance to, you know link up, sit down, chop it up. That's right, that's right. So, real quick, just tell all of our listeners here, um, where are you from originally? And um, what are you well known for as far as 
Nardo. Like the people that the people that think they know who Nardo is, I want you to really school <laughs> these people because the listeners and even those that know you, I feel after this show, you're gonna get a good idea about the man and where you're headed in your career. Where you from, bro? Uh, from Palm Beach County, uh, kind of born and raised a little bit everywhere. Family originally from Bear Glade, North City, Florida. Come on. Uh, you know, got the name Nardo. Uh, actually, I got the name Nardo. I was like 17, 16, 17 when I moved to Georgia. Tried to, you know, become a new person and ended up actually, <laughs> and ended up actually like, uh, revealing the real person. Right. You know, it was like an alter ego kind of hidden. Well, not hidden. Well, it was hidden, but it needed to be unleashed. So, like, when I moved to Georgia, came back home, came became Nardo. You know, when I got back here as Nardo, I thought I was like a new person. I thought I was more professional, but turns out Nardo was just a mess. <laughs> just a mess, huh? But it take it took that move to figure out who you were. Though. Yeah, Nardo was just a mess, and I had to I had to fix his mess up, you know. From 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 being my my real name, you know what I'm saying? From being from from my my last name, I had to kind of respect. I had to put some respect on Nardo. Right, <laughs> right, right. I had to I had to you know polish him up real good. Right, right. So what got you started in music? Music always been my thing. It wasn't what got me started. It's just something always in me. You know? Always been a part of you since a since a young child. Yeah, it wasn't nothing I had to like stumble across. Or it wasn't no my my uncle bro, my uncle did this, my granddaddy did that. It was just something I was just genuinely good at. I was genuinely good at a lot of things. You know. Mm-hmm. Well. What what made you take it serious to say that I could I could really do this and I could take this? Cause I was better than everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Talk your shit, bro. Cause I was better than everybody. That's the only reason why I'm like, so I gotta go hard, hard. Mm-hmm. I'm better than half of everybody around the city. Come on, tell it. And that's what it was. Tell it. <laughs> um, speaking of the city, uh, our city gets a. Kind of like a bad rap for um, lack of support, lack of uh, uh, lack of people really getting behind a real movement or a real artist. How do you or how did you find your way through those pitfalls and just persevere through that to get to where you are today? By not having friends. Mm-hmm. Speak on that. <laughs> like when you don't have friends, you don't really have distractions. You, you when you have friends, those are your distractions. Those mm-hmm. be your cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. As soon as the ones that's not gonna tell you the truth. Yeah, as soon as your cheerleaders go away, you got nothing but reality. Mm-hmm. That's once it. you face with reality, you know what to do. You're either gonna get ate up, or you're gonna you're gonna find some food to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's I like, truth. I like to eat. <laughs> Come on, that's true. <laughs> I like to eat, so I'm gonna go find me some food. That's it. You know what motivates you to get up and do what you do throughout the day? And I ain't you know. Now you know. 
Family. I ain't talking about just family and stuff like that. Just, family, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a family guy at heart. Come on. All the way around. Family motivate. And that money. Come it's on. it's never too much. <laughs> you can it's, have, it's, you it's can so much a, to get. Yeah, you could be a six-figure nigga. You could be you could be a millionaire. It's still some more money to go get. It's never enough diamonds. Never enough cars. It's never enough houses. Never enough real estate property. It's never enough. It's never enough. Nah, man. As soon as you get your one house, go get you another one. You know, as soon as you get your one car, go get you another one. You get one meal, go get you another one. Like you, like you hustling. You go get your hundred dollars. You make your hundred dollars. You like boom. I got a hundred dollars. Come on. Most people go spend that hundred. The smart man to go try to make him another hundred. Try to invest it. <laughs> Come on. I like to go make me another hundred. That's it. That's it. Um. Real quick. You remember the first rhymes you ever wrote? Nope. But I do remember the first beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do remember the first right. the first instrumental that I did write too. Okay, the first song that? I recorded. I forgot who sung it, but it was that cheers to you. Oh, I could tell you who sung it. For giving me a That's that's player. Players, yeah, there it is. That's player right there. I'll be your whatever, what are your angels? Yeah. Hey boy, yeah, that was yeah. the first one I did. That's a classic, man. Yeah, that was the first thing I could, you know, back in the day, they ain't had nothing but like what it was, singles and just the instrumental. Singles and the instrumental, yeah. On, so on, on like the little So you CDs. would do you would get that single. Yes. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying? I that had that instrumental mama, and the acapella on the other side. All my mama songs, a Deborah Cox song. Come on. All of that goes. How through can all you get them. here? Go through all of them. I'm writing raps out for slow songs. Mm. Cause I ain't have no my mom ain't listening to rap, so I was going off for of slow beats. Oh man, yeah. you know what? That give me a little bit of insight. Now, see, for my listeners, I listen to who is Nardo from top to bottom, and that's why I could say without a shadow of a doubt that he is one of the best lyricists. Hear me good. Appreciate that. <laughs> Hear me good. The one of the best. Lyricist I've ever heard, and 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 with that being said, it's not just about the lyricism; it's about the ability to actually put a song together. What is some of your? Uh, I don't want you to give it all away to the people, but <laughs> give me give me what gets you in that mode from creating the beat because he is. His own producer. Yeah, I make my own beats. Oh, yeah. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. The man make his own beats. I, I get all in that. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> get up in that. So what's that process for you when you hear that one that you be like, you know what? Because you make so many of them. Like you got the one hundreds. that I'm going to use. Right. How I feel when how, I... How you feel about the one you're going to use. Not the ones you're making and you might... You know, you might shop them or, or something like that, but the one that you know, it'd be like, oh, psh, I got that. I mean, honestly, it'd be like that with most of them. I'd be like, I got to touch them. <laughs> but I don't, I don't really touch them. Because I, I'm, like you said, it's, it's all about putting together a real song. You know, sometimes your voice ain't the other melody or ain't the other sound that that beat needs. Because, you know, our vocals are like the last instrument on, the, on any beat. And sometimes, you know, 
my voice just don't fit that beat. The bass might hit for my beat, for my voice, but then, you know, the claps might be on point, the percussion might be on point for me, you know what I'm saying, in general, but then I might, my melody might just say somebody else. It don't say me. So if that one don't say me, then I'm going to leave it alone. Mm -hmm. But then you got some of them I try to, you know, I try to bend the rules. I try to bend them rules and put me on them. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I got like a whole lot of swag, a whole lot of flavors. And like I said, I make beats. So I try to compose the records also. Mm -hmm. So I write something. It might not even sound like it's supposed to be for me. And I still record it. Nobody else probably won't hear it, but that'll be like a little test drive, you know, a little test run that I do for myself to see exactly how far I can bend the rules, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like the dudes not doing country music, you know, the rappers doing country music, little Nas. You know, I think Young Thug was like the first one to do it, a country song as a rapper, but that song didn't get noticed until Lil Nas did it, you mm -hmm. know, and he did it with a country singer like Nelly did. Mm -hmm. But Young Thug did it as far as for the new generation. Ain't nobody. He started to back off, but ain't nobody see it. Nah, ain't nobody see it till Lil Nas took off. And he just not getting his little recognition for it. Mm. You know what I mean? As far as Young Thug, he just not getting seen for it now. But. Well, I mean, like we were just saying. You gotta like, be in them rules sometimes, you, man. Get you have to them. be willing to. Yeah, you can't be scared. You can't be scared. You know what I'm saying? And I, I for me, I, I feel like to me those that's people what that's, make great artists. Oh yeah, the ones that can bend the rules. Yeah, and that can go head first, like full on with no fear. Trendy artists are cool, but trendy artists are only a trend. They only last for but so much, and they can keep the trend going for some years. Yeah, you know, but depending you know, on the pocket. I, you know, I like I like I like artists that are authentic. Who they can be themselves, and then they can be Bob Jane and Jilly Joe. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what are you listening to when you're not, you know, when you just vibing or when you? Nineties music. Come on. Eighties music. Seventies, sixties. So anything, anything that's anything, gonna provide that vibe. The sweet spot. Yeah, I like to stay in my sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, listen. You're going to hear a few songs that I'm going to play throughout the, the show um, of Who Is Nardo. As a matter of fact, we're going to take a quick commercial break so you can hear some of those songs. And we'll be right back with more from Who Is Nardo right here on Combo. I'm Mr. Cooper. Welcome back to Convos. I'm Mr. Cooper. Still joined by my special guest, who is Nardo. Um, listen, like I told y'all, he is one of the greatest lyricists I've ever heard. And you just heard that in uh, Summer 05. Real quick, bro. What was the premise behind Summer 05? Like where it came from? Yeah, what was the premise? Uh, from where it all started. Like I said, from where I got the name Nardo from. You know, from some old five back in the day. You know, 
about 16, 17. <laughs> what makes that project different from your other projects though? Because you've, well, you got a, a body of work. I was talking, I was talking, I was talking that talk on some old five, basically giving them the insight on really me. The other works that I've done were more like, you know, placement type records, radio ready records, just street type records, clubs. This one here didn't really have any type of direction. This mixtape, it didn't have a direction. What's one of your favorite tracks off Summer 05? To be real with you, it'll be wrong. I like I like the record I got on there called Wrong, but you know I like I like the record Grinding. Grinding, yeah, that's, that's one of my favorites. Grind, <laughs> that's my hit hit. <laughs> that's one of my favorites, man. But what do you prefer, uh, the artist realm or being a producer? Both on. Mm. Both on. Even if the people don't accept me as an artist like I want them to, I know I'm gonna have a nice, you know, stationary fan base that ain't going nowhere. But if I don't get to, ex you know, exceed my my expectations, mm -hmm. you know, I'm I, I I'll be okay with the ones that I got, you know, and keep feeding them and still pump them beats out. Probably go look for another artist and coat, you know, manage them and hurt and get them up to par, polish them up, you know, put them in the game, get them what I know, and hopefully they get to go bigger than I did. When looking for other artists to collaborate with or artists that uh, you feel should be on one of your uh, productions, one of your beats, what do you look for in that artist? So what do you look for uh, as far as working? Someone who's not scared to go outside of their boundaries. You know, somebody like me who's pretty much ready to peak another mountain. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Someone who's ready to push another mountain. They just probably either need to help the beats, you know, a little financial back end or whatever the case may be. You know, I, I find that a lot of artists seem to... Um, lose focus and lose uh, direction I don't see that with you I haven't seen that with you since I first met you uh, up until now if anything I saw that your determination and your focus has driven you to put out more hits and be more consistent and put out some bangers what's coming up uh, next Fernando, like what's on your horizon? More videos, more visuals, more more visuals. Trying to break off into the entertainment part a little bit more. More shows, more visuals, more beat placements with different artists. You know, not really worried about dropping any mixtapes right now. Just trying to feed the people singles and good music, good songs, good visuals, bring back that good vibe of, of 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 dropping records, you know. Well, it didn't matter how many songs you had on the tape or if you had 
six songs on it. You didn't even have to have a tape. You just needed some records. You just had some good yeah. banging ass records. Back when I grew up, a lot of other people that I knew in the industry back in the day, Jeezy's and all of them, you know, they they took off one record and ran it for like two, three years. Mm-hmm. And dropped another one in two, three years. Then they gave the people like an album. They were doing little mixtapes and stuff, but they were just dropping singles. Like their singles were what they were doing for life tours off of. They got like two singles. Mm-hmm. No mixtape. I mean, no album, no mixtape. No EPs. No EPs. EPs even talked about none it of that time. stuff. It was just songs. Then they would run it. The radios would touch them. Clubs would hit them. They do different states. Year went by, they dropped the next single. You know, they actually anticipated themselves, you know, gave themselves that anticipation and made the people go buy albums. Mm-hmm. You know, people ain't buying albums no more. You know, they'll stream your tape a thousand times by themselves, but they're not buying anything. Mm-hmm. Not like how it was. So. How it was. And then, ain't no need to really drop no, no, no albums. Not in my eyes. No. You know, not, not now. No. Maybe in a couple more years it'll come back around where people start buying albums, but as far as now, I don't see no one doing that. So, but you know why though? People' attention span is yeah. very short. So you know, so you feed them and you hit them, give them, <clears throat> give them straight good music, feed them entertainment, you know, and have fun overall. See. You have to be in the presence of this guy to really understand um, his vibe and, and, and just his aura, you know. Um, and I and I personally believe that transitions over to his music. When you hear the music, you know it's very fluent from the from the beat making all the way down to his process on what he's putting on paper or um, coming out of his mind and just delivering it to the people in the booth. Um, this portion of my show, I asked three questions. They're like rapid fire questions. And I believe you you have something to say to these people <laughs> uh, that's going to touch them in some way. Uh, my first question to you. What would Nardo now, who is Nardo right now, say to 10 year old Nardo. When? <laughs> when? I just came up with that, 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 you know, metaphor, you know, a couple years ago. You know, who is Nardo? Mm-hmm. W I N. Hashtag when? Hashtag when? Who is Nardo? It came to me in the dream. Mm-hmm. So I would have told myself 10 years ago to go hard and win. Same thing I'm doing now. Come on. You know? Back then, I had distractions. So I just told myself to cut them and win. I like that answer. <laughs> Rapid fire, straight to the point. Where do you see Nardo uh, in the next five years? In another country. Probably laid up. <laughs> living good. Come on. You know, probably have one of them overseas wives, you know. Some little overseas babies. <laughs> Y'all hear this, man? <laughs> and, and, and probably just coming to America and getting that American dollar like I'm supposed to. Right. Still providing for my city and my family. 
you know, I ain't gonna never stop representing, but I got to go. Gotta get it. I got to. But go. how important is it for you to go abroad? Because your music is heard all over the world. You see, I said another country, not another state. All over the world. So I need to go to another country. It's really not a whole getting out of my city thing. Mm -mm. It's more of a real lifetime goal. I need to go to another country and live there. I need that to become my new home. I need to establish a new way of living outside of the way I'm living. And uh, I think that'll be the ultimate goal in everything, dealing with the music and in life. You know, that that's what purchasing. I'm trying to get to in the next five years. I'm trying to get to that, my level of success. Right. You know, everybody got different levels. My level, unfortunately, it doesn't really, you know, some people would think that it's absurd, but it doesn't cost a lot. <laughs> it doesn't cost a lot. You know, it happiness is whatever you want it to be. I try my happiness in another country. A lot of these things I think, you know, we, we have now, we don't really necessarily need. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm and more, take for granted. Yeah, we take a lot for granted. I'm more wild and more raw, so I think I can deal without and be able to adjust. That's an honest, honest answer. My last question, and you'll know exactly where I'm coming from when I say this. And you will also be surprised when we talk later on on the, the answers some people give me. But what would you say to your doubters? Haters or doubters? They fall they all fall in the same category. Nah, not to me. me. Not to me. To me they do. To me but I want to hear your take on it. The reason why I can't say a hater is a doubter is because a hater can just hate on everything that I got and do and you know, how I'm living and rocking. They can hate that I got a new iPhone. A doubter ain't going to doubt that I wouldn't get it. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. hate that I got it. Well, then that he goes can just for doubt that. I'll, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, well, I mean, when you say doubting, you mean like on my on my, on my career? On your whole career. On, on my on, career. On the trajectory of your career. What would I say to the people that doubted that? Not hated it. Doubted Not it. Not hated it. Doubted. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I don't think I would say no more than thank you. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard <laughs> it. And, I, and I, I, I do appreciate that answer because that's the only answer that you can give in that. Now, see, if it was a hater question, that's a different answer. Yeah. But for the doubters, thank you for doubting. It didn't do anything but fuel the fire. Yeah. 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 Well, man, like I said, man, thank you for coming by, bro. Before you leave, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you. At Who is Nardo on all platforms. W-H-O-I-S-N-A-R-D-O. -O. Hashtag win. Bye. You heard it. That was Who is Nardo. Follow him on all platforms. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for listening. We'll be right back with more.
some combos. I'm Mr. Cooper. Appreciate having me, Coop. No problem, bro. Welcome back to Convos. I'm Mr. Cooper. And you just heard it. It was my interview with Who Is Nardo. Like I said, one of the best and greatest lyricists that I've heard. Um, that man has a bright future. Remember to follow him on all social media platforms. At Who Is Nardo. Um... His story, along with other stories that I'll be telling on this podcast, um, they all have one thing around them, one thing that brings them all together, and that's perseverance, and that's following through um, with your through with your goals, your dreams, your vision. Um, and I want to continue to shed light on that uh, with everyone that comes on this show share that with everyone that hears my voice Um, it's very important to put that in the atmosphere to let others know that um, with hard work and a set goal in mind uh, you can accomplish anything Uh, so that was it for this episode of Convos And I didn't say it before, but I entitled this episode, When. That's right. Hashtag when. Again, shout out to who is Nardo. Thank you to those that are listening worldwide. And thank you for sharing this with everybody else. Stay tuned my next episode right here on Convos I'm Mr. Cooper <laughs>